the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Michael with Dorland. Ernesto here with Truco. Ellie not rolling her R's as Captain Dana. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Welcome to Savage Tales of Eberron. Um, Kevin is not with us tonight, as you may have seen from uh, some of the Twitter posts and posting on the blog. Kevin has departed our group uh, off to different adventures. Uh, hopefully the Dalquar, you know, the Dreaming Dark won't mess with them too much. Um, and uh, thank you all for joining us for uh, session four of season two of uh, Mourners of Lazar. So for tonight's background question we have, what would you like to be remembered for after your death? I mean, I can start if you wish. Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily an easy question for me, if, I, if I'm honest. I, I intend to live for many years. Uh, so thinking of my death isn't really something that I do, but I mean, if I had to guess, it would be something, I mean, to just, I don't know, something little, I don't know, to be remembered like the greatest thieves, you know, in our Lazar, something like that. Maybe Truco, the adventurer and expeditioner, like the best rigor in all uh, the seas, something along those lines, I believe. Like that's that's a good title, maybe. Um, I'm guessing it's how I want to be remembered, like for people that know don't know me. Maybe that's the case. People that do know me, I guess. I just, uh, if I'm honest, I, really, I really just hope that because I know I'm a bit like people that get to interact a lot with me don't tend to uh, maybe like me. In some cases, I'm a bit of a a bit of a struggle to be with. I've recognized that um, over the years. So maybe, hopefully, people don't remember me in a uh, badly manner. Uh, and I hope that I don't, at least the people that get the closest to me, uh, I just hope that the things that I did that might be hurtful aren't uh, in the long term. And Maybe I can, you know, just wish not to be. Uh, <laughs> I wish to be known uh, to be a great accomplisher of things um, and not to be a great pain in the ass, hopefully. But The Greatest Thief of Lazar is a good title. Well, for me, I'm a simple dwarf. I just would like to leave something a little for those that come after me. A uh, great number of cousins, and even if, well, the, the family ties aren't so close these days, there's always uh, 
somebody to, to pass on a will to. Have to rely on the old civis gnomes for that. But, and I suppose I should very much like to be involved in one of those songs. I, it does feel strange writing tales and songs to be sung, of which I'm a part of. And, well, I never embellish anything or anything, but uh, to think of doing that about myself uh, in particular is particularly strange. But it would be quite a nice thing to, to be sung about once I passed on to keep my memory alive, after all. Man dies two deaths. Once when he passes away and once when his memory is long forgotten. And probably Torlin saying that to you, you know, you'd think he's full of a crock of shit. You know, he, he wants glory and uh, he wants he wants a lot more than just one song to be written. But he might not say that out loud. Are humble. you telling me, oh, old man, that you didn't embellish the story about the Kraken and the Flojwante? Oh, the Kraken. Well, uh, that, it wasn't me who defeated that thing. Uh, it was it was the good captain. Uh, it was the good first mate, old Hersham the Unlucky. And, well... He was quite unlucky in the scar that he came away from. That uh, that sucker of the Kraken came down, and the ring shaped on his calf there still stays to this day. Well, I I look forward to meeting him, and I'm sure every last song you've sung me about him is true. Well, uh, I've always said that we can't predict or control what people will remember us for. We can only hope. And Torlin knows, and this might sound strange to you, Truco, that I've never been someone with grand ambitions. I grew up in a tiny farming village in Northern Seer, and life was simple. (laughs) I suppose my grandest ambition back then was going off to fight in the war, but Even that was born of running away rather than any desires for chasing glory. And when I finally got to the front, I wasn't better than anyone else. I was a hired sword, nothing more, nothing less. There was a guy in my unit named Winch. He was a forged man, which meant he had even less choice about being there than the conscripts did. If you know someone's coming to conscript you, come in your village, you can always run. But someone paid a lot of money to make sure that Winch would never have any choice about what his life was or what he would do with it. He didn't start from somewhere different than the war and he didn't have someone or something waiting for him to go back to when it was all over. But it was funny, not having a past and not knowing if he'd have a future didn't seem to bother Winch at all. He lived in the moment. He was a good man, and he was curious about everything. He wanted to understand the moment as best he could, and he knew what he didn't know. And, uh, well, one night, Maz and I were sitting outside our tent sharing a drink over the fire when Winch asked if he could join us, and he pulled up a seat, and we just started shooting the shit. I remember I cracked some morbid joke about Captain Halloran trying to get us all killed again. And Maz just threw his head back and laughed and said, that's why I love you. 
And like I said, Winch, Winch was a curious guy. And he asked Maz, what did that mean for him to love me? You know, we shared a tent and we spent most of our time together when we were off duty. Well, Winch shared a tent with Copper and spent most of his time with them when he was off duty. Did that mean he loved Copper the way Maz loved me? And Maz just took my hand in his and turned to look me in the eyes while he spoke to Winch. And he told Winch that loving me meant being patient with me and being kind. It meant putting aside his own pride for my sake. It meant honoring both of us in the way he treated me. And it meant that when I did or said something that upset him, he wouldn't hold a grudge or throw it back in my face two weeks later. And it meant that he'd never stop loving me. And Winch thought about that for a moment and he said, if that's what it meant to love someone, then he loved me and Maz. And he loved Copper and Vala and Merrick and Owen and even Jurian. He didn't love Captain Halloran though. We had a good laugh about that. And then we all went to bed while Maz and I did. Winch went off to read one of those stupid Abraxas Ren serials Torlin kept sending me, you know. Uh, they weren't for me, but Winch loved them, so I asked the old man to keep on sending them. Well, Winch was killed in action in 992, and when he died, well, the brass never had much use for caring about dead forged, but Maz and I and the others who had fought with Winch for four years side by side, we had a wake, and we shared our memories, and we realized that what we remembered most about him it wasn't that he was good in a fight or that he was a good soldier or any of that. I mean, he absolutely was. But what we remembered about him was how he always tried to cheer us up with awful jokes from those Abraxas Ren novels when we were having a bad day. We remembered how he'd always get up to go refill our drinks at dinner, even though he couldn't share a drink with us. We remembered how he always thanked us for fighting by his side because us mercs did have a choice in the matter. And he didn't understand why we'd choose that life if we didn't have to, but he wanted us to know he was glad that we were there with him. And we remembered that he died shielding Jurian and I from a blast disc that would have ripped us apart in the blink of an eye. It ripped Winch apart instead. So I guess you could say I have grand ambitions now. I'm the captive of my own ship. I have the mark of the sentinel on my face, which means I have Dennis blood in my veins. I want to rebuild Seer, but everyone out here in the Principality seems to want to be known for being the strongest or the cruelest or both. And I do want to be known for being strong because my friends and I aren't going to get very far if I'm not. I've hurt too many people in my life. There's no getting around that. But at the end of it all, when my time comes up, I want to be all I want to be remembered for is the same winch, same thing I remember winch for. I want to be remembered as someone who used the days she had left to do right by the people she loved. So here's to us. Thank you. And um, I think y'all will have to check our Twitter account and blog for a recap of what we've been up to. Is people for the last couple of weeks, ChupacabraCon. Um, yeah. But in lieu of that, um, I believe, Michael, you have the recap from uh, last session. Oh, yes. Well, I do recall sitting down with some of the crew there at old Rickety Squibs and having a chit-chat with them about uh, some of my plans to handle matters of personnel as, as, uh, as a potential... Uh, 
first mate, acting first mate aboard the ship. So I spoke with Ajar and I spoke with Moira of Atherand and, uh, well, I learned one of them came from Thrain. That's kind of a bit of a conundrum. Not too sure what to make of that, but suppose we'll have to make do until we can find some true relish to replace that old now. And, uh, we'll see you until then. And then, uh, well, I was visited by my dear, my dear goddaughter, and she, uh, the outcome of that conversation left me in quite a bit of, uh, confusion, I have to say. She inquired about her dragon mark, and she asked about history and all of these sorts of things, and, uh, and oaths and honor and all of these things. But I didn't know what to make of her response. She didn't seem to like what I had to say. And so I'm not sure where it leaves us, but we went back to work and uh, went back to business. And later on in the day, it turned out that some of the old woodcutters that Bruskell had been working with had seen a troll sighting. At least that's what it sounded like when they came screaming down the boardwalk. I have, uh, I have trouble replicating that high pitch that those humans have, but uh, this was our chance to to demonstrate what what true sailors of Lazar could muster. And so we took off after the individuals responsible, these trolls, into the woods, and we did combat. And there may have been some fisticuffs engaged, but at the end of it, there, Captain Dana stood bloody over a troll, and the loggers not so far off. Uh, one of them a little bit worse for the wear, it seemed. But that's where we're at. Thank you for that. And um, so, yeah, so after taking care of the, the trolls, uh, you all head back to Rickety's. Um, and it didn't, I mean, you guys weren't, where you encountered the trolls was not that far away from Rickety's, right? You found the logging place, and then uh, a couple more minutes more. So coming back to Rickety's uh, only takes you, um, you know, five or ten minutes at most. Um, I seem to forget, but with your recap, you guys found somebody uh, to we haul back? We did find someone who was severely injured, but alive. Yes. Okay. And there was another one that was done for, named yeah. Darth. Yeah, we were able to stabilize the survivor, but he's in a bad way. Yeah, so you're taking him back uh, to Rickety's, hauling him back, and um, you get back there, and uh, you know a couple of the other loggers. Uh, you know, you find uh, much of the area is kind of out, like you know you're greeted by a bunch of people who have you know some makeshift weapons. Um, stuff that they use to work on the ship and whatnot. Um, you know, you see in here that, you know, another group went out to the logging area anyways to find, to see if they could find anybody else. Um, uh, <clears throat> Sandara and, uh, you know, some herbalist in town kind of come up to try and help care for uh, the worker that you found while you're there. Um, you know, rickety, Rickety comes up and, you know, he nods to y'all, takes your hand, Dana, and he goes, uh, much appreciated. What'd you, what'd you run into? Three trolls. 
hopefully that's yeah. all of them. Yeah, I mean, you had you had to see the last the guy that we left there. Like he was like Truco, Truco, like, easy, easy. Just yes, yeah, yes, um, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Ricky. Not everyone made it out. Yeah, sorry for that. You lot, one of yours was lost. I uh, understand. So, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate you <laughs> taking care of that for me. Um, of course. Is this a I'm, normal problem? Is this something that happens? Or, I mean, it was quite near. No, it's it's not a normal problem. Um, okay. I don't. Uh, we we haven't experienced trolls before. Um, I mean, idea tell, what... we don't have we don't have many guards here and whatnot because usually we've been uh, left alone quite well. Um, Any idea we, what would have drawn them to such difficult game? I'm not sure. They may have uh, coming out from the mountains or something like that. Um, if there's a threat up there or rough food. Um, I mean, to send some folks down at Cliff's Creek, get some guards for the time being. That um, would be good, yeah. Be, be that as it may, um, I'll take 500 Galifors off the cost of your squibbing as thanks for uh, taking care of that. That is pretty generous of you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, thank you. You, you all didn't have to uh, do that, and you uh, saved one of mine at the very least, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I kept them from taking more. Yeah, um, and you didn't you didn't owe us anything in return for just doing the right thing. But I'll be straight with you; we could definitely use the money, so I appreciate it. I mean, he did kind of owe us, didn't? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did. We did a pretty good job, because, I mean, but well, I will shut either, up. Either way, uh, appreciate it, Rickety. Thank you. Um, and uh, everybody give me a notice check. Yeah, what uh, about Verth? Is he, was he here alone, working for himself? Did he, is there anyone that he was taking care of? You mean of the loggers? Well, this there's some families about the town here. Was, a solitary individual, or? Well, no, from your understanding, there was uh, three or four folks out cutting down logs. The trolls attacked them and took them. So it wasn't somebody who was pulled out from town. Did he have family, though? Oh, that's what you're asking. Um, did he have family? Uh, need a notice check, Torlin? Notice yeah. check of two. That's two aces mm-hmm. for an 11. Gain a Benny for three into a nine. What'd Truco get? Two. Um, Truco's very distracted by the extra 500 gold in our pockets. Yes. Yeah. He got a sister in town, um, Myla. I'm going to have to break her the bad news. And it's kind of at this moment, both Torlin and Dana, both of you here. Um, some like shouts of alarm and commotion and some yelling happening that's not completely distinct. However, it's on the opposite side of Rickety Squibs. It's over by the docks. Um, uh, I I just hold up, hold out a hand to Rickety, like kind of a hang on a sec sort of hand, and I just start running towards the shouting. Okay. And what's everybody else doing? 
Go on, Truco, follow her. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for having my back, old man. I know you don't like to run. It's, it's those old knees. After 300 years, that'll do it in for you. Not that quite Pretty old. Much. Why you always call me a... I can't hear you. You're downwind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you you all were kind of like chatting to Rickety up here by the sailmakers. Um shop and the commotion that you're hearing is somewhere from down you got both of you got raises so it's it's down kind of in that area uh by the dock by the shop and boat dock for the boats that rickety owns and that are you know in service or bringing supplies in or something like that um yeah i'm just i'm running for it and as i get closer if i can't quite get a bead i'm just calling out to anyone i can see like hey where's that coming from um, you can kind of see people are there. There's a lot of confusion because most of the people were up by the sailmakers and everything like that and kind of gardening out, kind of dealing with the, the troll fallout, the troll attack and the fallout and caring for people and stuff like that. So you, as you're running, were you following Truco, listening to Torlin? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just okay. mumbling. I hope this will least count us more money, but yeah, following <laughs> Dana. Meanwhile, as I'm running, like on, on high alert, my dragon mark is starting to, to flare and glow a little bit and burn a bit. So uh, give me another notice row, Truco and Dana. Sure. Uh, Torlin is following, just, you know, he runs slower than the others. Um, I am thinking five. to myself. That is a pair of fives for Dana as well. Is the location of the brig that like Ra is in anywhere near that area? Uh no. Okay. It's a, it's not striking that bell that it's based on the brig that uh Master it's not Master Scourge. Oh man. Lagra. Lagra. Lagra, that's right. I just <laughs> said it. Was Lagra or was Lagra? I'm forgetting that, but yeah. It's what it. It's the same way you pronounce seer. <laughs> oh yeah, sire. <laughs> I give you a Benny for that, Ellie. Um, so Truco, you actually kind of notice um, as you're kind of running because you know I imagine you, Mister Cliff Walker, you you bounce off of stuff as well. Parkouring, uh, yeah, everywhere I can, yes. Um, incidentally, I think Truco should probably end up. Uh, I don't know. You may want to look at the free runner edge if you haven't already. Yeah, free oh. runner's good. I'm able to use it with martial flexibility sometimes. Nice. Anyways. Um, so out here in the bay, Truco, you see some sails of some ship in the bay, uh, kind of like over the tree, over the uh, tops of the housing as you're heading towards the bay. Um, Can I see a flag? <clears throat> um, of any kind? No, not not. Not just yet. Okay. Um, and, Running. Uh, Dana, you care how you hear kind of like a stay back, stay back. Um, and as you kind of come like running in towards the the dock, you see a, a a small group of people from Rickety's have kind of like come up and surrounded. There's only about four or five people here, not that too many. And then you actually see um, a bit of a shield wall just a regular round shields and stuff like that of probably about eight eight soldiers with um you know there seems to be like a commander with them and stuff like that they're trying to like back up and head back towards uh the boat dock they're like but they're in a very tight formation and kind of got their cutlasses out as well um 
Are they people who came off the ship in the harbor, or are they people who live in Ricketty's? Uh, you have not seen many armored people like this in Ricketty's. Yeah. Because Dana knows that no ship is supposed to come into port while the Griffin is still here. Correct. Um, so yeah. I... And by the, there... by the time you get by the time you get to the dockside and stuff like that, you also see the sails of a large ship uh, out in the bay. Uh, I have a spyglass. Can I recognize the sails? Um, so you're going to come out to these people and then just whip out your spyglass? Uh, I mean, I I should theoretically not have to get right up in their faces to use a spyglass. To I know. I'm just... Yeah, I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my spyglass first, and then when once I can see the flag based on what I see or don't see, then I'll make a move for the people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk to them is, regardless. Just the nature of that conversation will depend on what I see. Right. Uh, it is dusk. Light is getting very dim. So give me a notice check minus two. And I believe the spyglass gives me a plus two. I'm going to double You're check. You're not going to get the plus two for it because no, it's not, not far get, enough. Okay. Because we're still using uh, it, the dim the dim light. Yeah, it's the dim light. And plus, actually, it's plus two at long ranges. And this is actually not very far away. All right, well, let's just do that. We'll do that notice check then. Here we go. That is an ace on the wild die. That's a seven, just shy of a raise. Uh, that is you seven. don't see any flags in particular. So the where, the flag, no, where the flags no flag. generally are and pulled up, the, they have been stowed. I collapse my spyglass and start moving towards the the locals who are trying to keep the soldiers back. Uh, if looking out for someone I recognize in the crowd, someone I've seen around town to ask. Oh yeah, there's quite a few. And they're kind of holding themselves way back because at this point they're outnumbered. It's the, the folks at Rickety's are outnumbered by this group. I, I go up to one of them and say, what's going on? I thought no ships were supposed to come in while we were docked. No ships are supposed to come in while, while anybody's docked. Do you know who these guys are? No. All right, stay, stay back. I'll take care of this. And I'm gonna move forward to the person who looks like they're in charge and just say, you're not scheduled to be here. People don't schedule at Reckonings. No, they don't, but um, don't, don't tell me you didn't see the signal in, in the harbor on the way in. There was no signal. We didn't intend to be here. We didn't know there was a ship docked in here. We don't want any trouble. I look over to one of the locals and say, no one was at the signal tower. There's somebody up at the signal tower. And they didn't give you a flag. I saw no flags. I thought the harbor was empty. Sailed in to get my, sailed in to talk with Rickety. Well, I'd prefer to believe you're an observant rather than dishonest. What's your business here? This is my dog. Are you right insulting now. me? I'm saying that if you know if you know Rickety, you know what the score is, and that once you saw another ship dock, you should have turned around. So give me a notice check. At about this point, uh, especially when the yeah, Torlin and Torlin and Truco would definitely be here. Yeah, we're yeah. caught up. Um, we're back, and we're approaching alongside here, Dana. And yeah, uh, that is a five on the notice, Benny, from a three. So, um, so yeah, all of them are in a defensive position, about eight of them in the shield wall, forming a shield wall, protecting um, 
the sailor that you've been speaking with. Um, and certainly, even though they've got the upper hand here and stuff like that, they have not. Um, they 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 seem to be protecting themselves from a threat rather than being threatening themselves. I so I just say, look, you know as well as I do that anyone who comes here has to protect their own interests, and that we all trust Rickety's discretion. But I don't know you. You understand? I don't know, I don't know you either, and I did not intend to know anybody. And yet you came and docked while my ship was here. Your, you know what, your business with Rickety is your own, but I'll be having business with him as well. So someone here, come find me when you two are done. What was that last part? So someone here, come find me and let me know when you and Rickety are done, because uh, apparently I've got more business with him too. I was promised complete discretion and privacy, and now you're here. So you take care of your business with Rickety, then tell him that Captain Yerlazani needs to speak with him. As I said, I did not intend to be here when anybody was here. But from the looks of things, it seems like you're no friend to the Cloud Reavers. And whatever gave you that impression? I've heard some stories about Rockface losing a prize that seems to be here in Rickety's. And you wonder why I'm not the le- why I might be concerned that the discretion I was promised has been violated. <clears throat> You are correct. I am no friend to the Cloud Reavers. I am no if friend that, to the- If that gives us business, then you and I have business. I'm no friend to the Cloud Reavers either. That's all. That's all I need to hear. I hope you can appreciate that there was some need for caution and I hold out my hand to him. Like I said, Captain Daniel Lazani. So he kind of steps forward, parting his shield. Um, and he comes forward. <clears throat> And he goes, uh, you know, he's got blonde hair, very, very light beard in, uh, kind of wearing somewhat of a red half cloak, half cape. Um, human? And he goes, elf? no, he's a human. He goes, uh, I'm Free Captain Gaius Yertrun. Hey, that guy. Seen that arch floating about. Have I heard of Free Captain Gaius Yertrun? Uh, give me a common knowledge check. No. Well, that's an ace on the wild die for an eight. Um, let's see. Have you heard of an eight race? Um, I would say, uh, no, you haven't necessarily heard of them. You still haven't been in the Lazar a super long time. However, you do get kind of two things. One, um, he's a free captain, which means uh, he sails separately than from any of the principalities. He's not mm-hmm. kind of beholden to any of the, you know, like the sea dragons or the uh, wind whispers or anything like that. Um, kind of a solo uh, captain and sailor and a pirate. Um, and also Eertroon, uh, he is, uh, that is a, a, a Thrain family name. Okay. Um, that's the, that's the, the kind of the main stuff that you get. You haven't necessarily heard of him in particular. Three captains. You know, some of them may have a strong reputation, but also some of them like to keep a low reputation so they sure. don't run afoul yeah. of, the, of uh, other principalities. But they tend, free, captain, free captains tend to operate, you know, like out of coves or um, isolated uh, set of ports that they set up that are kind of hidden in various places throughout the principalities. Well, let's, uh, like I said, I hope you appreciate that I had cause to be concerned, but here we are now. Let me take you to Rickety. 
Uh, what's what's this? Go ahead, Dorlin. Dorlin's been watching this interaction. Does he notice anything about uh, the body language of this individual that uh, he's above the line to the letter? Sure. Give me a notice check. It's an ace for a five. I'll give it a Benny. Um, Hold on yeah, a Benny. Uh, <laughs> okay, just the five. That was the three. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, you uh, definitely get, he's, he seems very uh, amenable. Um, at no point did he seem threatening. He, it, and and any, if anything, it, you get the sense that he felt threatened. Um, He's just responding to that, but he smiles a lot, tries to kind of like put Dana and everybody else at ease. Um, Is there a thronish fashion that he uh, wears at all? What's that? Are they dressed in a thronish fashion of some sort? No, actually his fashion is more Lazarite. Okay. I need to to call out for myself, um, Dana being kind of uncharacteristically suspicious and aggressive and intimidating, with Captain Ertrun was her minor vow kicking in. Dana's vow is to protect her friends and her crew at all costs. So this guy who shouldn't be there violating the discretion of uh, of their squibbing, that was her vow kicking in. Yeah, no, I'll give you a Benny for that. Um, whereas normally she's a peacemaker, but in this case, yeah. Yeah, and all of you can give me a boating check. A boating check. If, if you want. Of course I want. What do we got? We got four. A pair of fours. Sure to see so many. Why not? <laughs> that's, oh, uh, that's a nice roll. Double ace on the D6. That's, that's, that's a nice roll. 13. Oh. Wait, does, does your lawn edge kick in on all rolls, you Benny? Uh, oh. Truco rolled a three, I'm afraid. It should kick in on oh, any roll you spend a Benny on. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I I, awesome. I yeah. need to oh, you set toggle, that up. Huh? Yeah, I have to toggle oh, that up. Okay. That would be a five then, yeah. <laughs> That's a success for Dana. Or two raises for Torlin. Success for Truco as well, basic success. So, uh, Truco and... I don't know what happened there. Torlin's oh. just standing there. Truco. Um, feet apart, dour look on his face. Yeah, so Truco, Truco and Dana, um, you both, you can't see uh, like the name on the ship or anything like that or tell what it is, um, but you can tell based, just based on kind of like the lines and the shape in it, it seems to be a Carnathy ship. Um, and <laughs> A Carnathy ship with a Thranish captain, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and... <For those> <laughs> Um, Give the GM a Benny for doing that to Michael and I. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I don't have anything against Carnes. You have thing against Thrains, don't you? Doesn't Torlin have thing against Thrains? Uh, in a manner of speaking. Yeah. You have thing against Thrains. Dana has a thing against Carnes. Jill knows what's up. I'll take a Benny. Take a Benny. Um, so... Torlin, you since you've been kind of like just casually here watching this whole time, and plus as a dwarf in these low lights, you have much better vision anyways. Uh, you've been able to kind of like adjust yourself to a place where that you can see. The, the name on the side of the ship is uh, the Howl of the Wolf. 
Um, and it's definitely got all the lines uh, and rigging definitely of a, of a Carnathy galleon. Um, so, but it was at this point actually while you were still kind of chatting with them, that actually Rickety kind of managed to make his way up front. He goes, what's, what's going on here? You shouldn't have, shouldn't have been up here, guys. That's what and I said, Rickety. Yeah, and guys, it's just like there, there was no signal. I thought the port was, the, the dry dock was clear, so I came in. Um, and uh, Rickety looks quite upset by this. Um, and he does I lean over and just say to Rickety quietly, someone ought to check on the tower if there's a problem. Uh, yes, I'm wondering if uh, the loggers weren't the only ones that the trolls attacked. Gareth is not known for uh, slacking his duty up there, up in the watchtower. Um, Sovereigns and Six, have one of your people check on him, and if there's another problem, I'll deal with it. <clears throat> well, I hate to ask this to you again, but I'd actually ask, uh, would you mind going, taking a look at it? Um, I don't, as I said, we lack a bit of the guards here, and if there's more trolls, you are all a bit better equipped to handle them than... Uh, any of my folks would be. Of course. Can you spare me any of your men to join us, Captain Guys? Sure, I could spare I could spare three. Much much obliged. Um so do you do you all go out and head off and take a look for the watchtower? Uh Torlin pulls the captain aside here and um, our captain specifically. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I was about to Which one? I was assuming it was that captain, not yeah, I your thought captain. It was that captain. No. He's uh, just, you know, he's a he's a Carnathy captain, don't you? Don't that, you have trouble trusting them? Yeah, your your Troon's a frame name. I've heard it before. Yes. Oh, uh, we we can't have Thranish men watching our backs. Torlin, what are you talking about? He's not a Carn. The lines of the ship. I've seen it just like that. I just I look Sion back sea. out over. I look over the ship where Torlin's kind of gesturing out, just go, oh shit, well, maybe he came to get it squibbed. Either, <laughs> either way, that's a that's a problem until we figure out what happened to Rickety's people in the Watchtower, isn't it? Continue on. No rest okay. for the wicked, old man. Y'all grab some torches because it is... Uh, it is a troll, maybe. Night, well, and it's nighttime. It's, it's night, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely where, grab Where's the tower? Like, it's near... The uh, the place where oh. we encountered the tr trolls. Uh, it's before? out on oh. the peninsula. Oh, yeah. much more farther, farther. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this this tower is on the end of the promontory, so it kind of protects uh, all of Rickety's. So that's where the signals come from. So if a ship comes by, and they get the flag not to come, they would never even see any ships that was in there. Um, Can we just take a sloop away. across to the watchtower to save some time? Uh, not really, because it's actually up on a cliffside. It's a, it's a very large kind of promontory that goes up quite a All distance. Right. Um, Can you use your spyglass in this situation? Isn't it long, long range? Long mm -hmm. range? Yeah, but it's also dark out now. It's also oh, dark. Oh, right, dark. Sorry. Yeah. So I pass it to Truco and, and ask him, <laughs> can you make it actually to Torlin? Because Torlin has straight up dark vision. Can you see what we're walking into? Uh, dark vision is like 60 feet, so spyglass is not gonna. Spyglass won't. Okay. Remember. 
distance. For well, then forget way. planning, boys. We're throwing caution to the wind. Let's go to the peninsula. <laughs> um, oh, hey. I totally forgot about adventure cards. You did totally. So did I. They do exist. We've. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not. I forgot. I forgot as well. Adventure cards? I don't believe they exist. No, they are. Uh, let's see. Chico's Torland. Okay, you should all, all of you should have adventure cards now. Um, so you begin to head up uh, the trail, up the mountain, uh, up, up the mountainside of the promontory. Um, everybody, give me notice checks. Yeah. Second. Oof. They're uh. So three. Dana's not having a. Ah, so I'm gonna. Benny. I'm gonna. I learned from my notes. mistakes a little Which, bit. I'll Benny my uh, nose. Yeah. But, I um, forgot to you, Celan, but that's also, uh, ace for a ten. Also, Ernesto, Dice. we might want to trade adventure cards. Um, At the very least, what, you can. Def- uh, hang on. What's the final rolls? Um, that's ten, uh, after one Benny, a four for Trugo. Four for six, Dana. Be a six for Truco. Yeah, six. Yeah, doesn't change. And Torlin, ten. Success with the raise. Um, Truco and Dana, you kind of hear some. Uh, you're not up to the watchtower yet. You know, you're more um, kind of in this area on the promontory as you're moving up, um, and you hear some kind of rustling in the area. Torlin. Uh, you're able to kind of shout a warning of ready as you hear some rooting around and kind of suddenly around a sharp corner, you see a pair of very hungry and ill-tempered boars oh. come out oh, good. and bacon. come towards you. What's that? Oh, good. Bacon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Ernesto, take a look at that. I, You might be interested in trading cards. Yeah, yeah I send you mine. Oh, cool. I will send you. Yeah. I didn't get a prompt, but I'll send you mine right away. Oh. Yeah. Um, and we will resolve this as a quick encounter. All right. What's everybody going to be doing here? You are at a very narrow pathway, kind of up the mountain as it skirts kind of the hillsides and cliffsides. Um, and they were rooting, rooting around in the trail. Do we and, deal uh, cards to no order? Um, no, just it's a quick encounter. Um, yeah. Gotten, I think, a quick count. They could still have complications, though, right? Actually, the main thing is, I don't think I've got tokens on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember initiative being being a thing for quick encounters. Yeah, no, uh, there's no cards for quick encounters. So yeah, um, if uh, if the feral boars are are being aggressive, then Dana's you know got her a. Uh, Got her sword out, ready to uh, to stab at anything that comes in into reach. Um, yeah. Okay. Torlin will engage uh, the boars with his halberd, keeping them at a distance and mm-hmm. harrying them in order to kind of corner them and set them up for uh, either Truco or Dana or one of the three <coughs> Thranish men to take care of them. Oh, they're not trainish men. They're Rickety's men. Oh, I thought they were. I I was asking guys. That's what to it sounded like. Fancy oh, pants. That was I thought idea. you were asking Rickety for some help. 
No, I was telling the guy who rolled in where he shouldn't be with a full squad of, of a shield wall to come out and do so, and earn his keep. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was gonna um, say give her a bunny for that idea. It was good. Good thing I, I was. I was telling him to put his money where his mouth was. You know, I totally misunderstood that. Out. I thought you were asking Rickety for help. Nope. No. 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 <clears throat> um, what are you doing, Truco? Uh, yeah, no, we're just uh, I don't know. How big are the words? I like like really big, small, medium. Um, they're like, they're big. So big. Okay. Large so, four would be. Um, oh man. Um, I mean, like they'd be 16. size like size like a Saint Bernard dog. Okay. Are you okay. asking because you okay. want to wrestle a pig? Kind of. I mean, just like. <laughs> I, I knew of. it. I knew it. <laughs> no, I would say no. Just like oh, I I always wanted to do this, but just wait, like trying to like. I don't know. The, the, you know the thing like they do in Spain where they hardly like they take the red, the, the red, the, yeah, the ball, ball thing, yeah, just treating it like a ball. Okay. Uh, so uh, from Torlin and Dana, give me fighting rolls. Truco, give me uh, an athletics roll. And actually, here before you roll, yeah. Well, before you spend Benny's here, um, I. We'll have the group roll, and uh, they will do support rolls for you. Okay. And as a friendly reminder for those playing the home game, in a quick encounter, you need to get a raise on your roll to avoid bumps that and bruises. was not correct. Here, let me try this now. Um, mm. Man, they didn't help you. I'll spend the Benny y'all gave me. <laughs> That's very big of them. That's uh, so everybody gets a plus one to your roll. Because that was a five for support. So, clarification, which men are they that are assisting us here? Uh, we'll go with their, their Captain Eertroons. Very good. Even though in my head they were they were rickety's men. Apparently I still have Frenzy Active left over from the last encounter, so we need to strike that from the record and I'll roll again. Um, yeah. Yeah, let me uh, delete that real quick and roll again. Now, success will give you a success, but you will also take on a level of fatigue from bumps and bruises. Yep, so you need a raise to avoid bumps and bruises, which I got. Dana got a nine. Mm, you got a because you had plus that. one support. Mm. Oof. Close, but not. Um, yeah, I would keep that. And going up to Torlin. Uh, I will. I'll keep the three and get a four there. The okay. One. So Torlin and Truco. Um, so, yeah, Torlin, you kind of shimmy up the cliffside a little bit and drop down on one of the boars, trying to wrestle it down onto the ground, uh, expose it. I mean, it, the expectation is that Truco is going to come and and help me, but then he's preoccupied <laughs> the with another one. The reality is that Truco's going to wind up like clinging to the boar's back, going like, ah, guys, wait, as, yeah, it, just... as it like trots him off into the woods. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, it kind of throw, it doesn't throw you off completely, but it like slams you against the cliffside quite a bit, scraping your back uh, unexpectedly. Um, as it kind of like darts off with the surprise of having somebody drop down on top of it. Um, you know, a couple of the, 
sailors that have come with you kind of help like corner it and uh, they do slay it before it kind of flees off. Um, Torlin is trying to corner another one um, and it uh, is able to kind of barrel past him to get free. Uh, I mean, because boars are really ill-tempered, um, especially when they're hungry. Um, and it manages to kind of like dart off down the side, especially as it hears the squeal of its companions, um, which Dane also helped kind of rescue Torlin from, or not Torlin, rescue Truco from kind of getting thrown off the side of the cliff, kind of reach over and grab him, um, and then help dispatch the one boar. So, uh, I mean, certainly one very large wild boar is probably more than enough to at least feed the villa, feed Ricketty's for the evening. So, blunt news. Yeah, there is. Uh, there is. A, there will be a fine dinner tonight, or, or maybe tomorrow night, because dinner is probably already prepared at this point. Um, but um, we still need to find out about the poor about poor Gareth in the Watchtower. Yeah. So Truco and Torlin will take on a level of tea. Yes. And uh, I hope. I imagine it. But, uh, and um, I'm going to do this instead. Torlin, at that kind of moment, you kind of pick yourself up, dust yourself off, um, feel a little bit of, you know, aches in your knees and stuff like that already. And suddenly this parrot kind of just flies down the path towards you, kind of flapping its wings at you and here go, shoot, fly away, don't bother me. Shoot, fly away, don't bother me. And then it kind of turns around and flies back up towards the where the watchtower is. Very interesting. Tolan noticed that. Just, just Tolan. I mean, all of you, all of you would have noticed this. The bird was not very okay. quiet. Uh, it said, "Dying." It said, uh, "Rock faces parrots come to haunt us from the grave." Yeah, that 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 is a little weird. And also, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not listening to it telling us to go away. <laughs> let's let's keep moving. Let's go. Uh, so you guys make it to the watchtower. Uh, everybody give me notice checks. Ooh. That's a snake eyes for Dana on the notice. Quack, quack. First of the night. Let's go, boys. I'll keep my two. <laughs> ah, that's a nice two as well. I will <laughs> use a Benny because I don't want to be the... Okay, that's a four. That's very responsible of you, Ernesto. Yeah, I felt, I felt like I had to do that. <laughs> Critical failure from Dana, huh? Um, so we will say as you're coming up towards the watchtower, uh, you misjudge your step at one point um, since it is dark out now, uh, an unfamiliar land, and uh, your foot goes into a hole and you kind of like twist your ankle coming up. Uh, you're going to take on a level of fatigue from bumps and bruises as well. Every single time I, I have a critical failure, this is becoming a meme. I, I don't <laughs> mind. I'm just pointing it out. Uh, a level of fatigue. My, um, there it is. Truco, you notice that, uh, so the watchtower is, it's a wooden built structure. Um, that's, you know, fairly tall. It's got a nice ladder to it. Um, very easy to climb. But you do notice a bunch of uh, rum bottles on the ground below the tower. 
And you there's no the light on in the tower right now, and you don't really hear anything. Seems to be pretty quiet around here. There was, I mean, seems like there was a party, party here or something. There was a lot of run. That's but, that's a lot of bottles. Yeah. Well, I uh, poke my head into the watchtower door, look up the stairs, and shout, <clears throat> Gareth. No, it's kind of like a wooden one where there's just like a wooden ladder leaning up oh, against the like side. Oh, it's just like a fire watch tower top. kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like a fire watch tower. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I look, I, I still do the same thing. I look up and I yell, Gareth! There's no response. A trooper's going to start going up. You no come ladder. up to the top, Truco, and... Uh, so I'll be a ways behind him. This parrot comes flying out at you and kind of goes... Um, shoo! Fly! Don't bother me! Don't bother Stupid me! Stupid bird! What you, what you... Get off me! And then we just try to catch it. Okay. Uh, well, give me an athletics check. Sure. You're gonna do that. What are you doing up there, Truco? Nice. That's a five. Decent. Um, yeah, that is good enough. Uh, you, you do grab the parrot. <laughs> okay. But by the legs, and this kind of swings or flapping a bit. Just gonna weigh now, eh? Just, just keeping it. I think Drugo should have a Benny for catching and trash talking a parrot. Okay. Um, give me a notice check, uh, Truco. You're supposed to minus one because you got this bird bothering you. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a zero. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah. And just, ah, why not? Yes, it looks just the Benny that I just got. Uh, oh. That will be uh, four because I didn't select the Elon thing. Okay. That is good enough for basic success. Um, you kind of notice as you kind of like it to come up, of course, there's it, it opens right up into the watchtower. Um, and as you kind of come up, you notice that there's some blood on the ground kind of immediately in front of you. Kind of like a big smear mark that actually leads towards the ladder. Um, and you look around and there's a there's a hammock laying here that's all like broken on one side, hanging down, shredded up. There's some more rum bottles in here. Um, there's just a few scattered items of clothing and whatnot. I would um, shout out the downstairs like, there's blood here. No sight from, who is the guy? That uh, Gareth. Gareth. There's no sign from Gareth. Signs of a fight? Uh, blood. Not, yeah, a lot of, seems like a fight. Yeah. Sovereigns and six. Um, I'm Torlin going... wants to canvas the area in case yeah, he's same. Yeah, I'm, I'm now going to look on the ground by the tower. Kind of Now they know there's blood looking out for more trailing blood from the base of the, of the watchtower. Or a defenestrated body. Or a defenestrated body. I will ask the bird. Did you see something? Look at it. Is he talking to someone up there? Um, give me an animal handling roll, Truco. Ah, uh, sure. I love those. Good, good, good. Uh, untrained. And uh, Torlin and Dana, you can give me notice rolls plus one. Great. With the help from uh, the other sailors. Oof, that's a three. I'm going to Benny that. Just imagining Truco, like, petting the parrot, telling it to settle it down. It's just squawking and batting at him with his yeah. feathers. Dana Benny her three into an 11. Yeah. Tried to uh, Benny my animal handling check, but just got a two. 
You should have saved that Benny from your notice check. Oh, actually, I didn't. Um, I didn't apply my my plus one better rolls. So actually, oh no, I did. Yeah, it's eleven. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's eleven. Uh, I believe Torlin was requested notice, which was a six. Yeah, that's a seven. You got a plus one for that for support. Um, <clears throat> also, I don't know if either of you have survival. Either of you can also make a survival roll. If you, uh, I don't. It. I don't have it. No. That was Ruskell, who is, uh, I don't know, where is Ruskell? I don't know, but there's a lot of blood here and a lot of drinking. So I don't know where Ruskell is. I'm a little concerned now that you mention it. Anyways, that's an 11 for Dana, just shy of two races. Um, <clears throat> so, Torlin, you actually kind of notice, um, on the ladder, you actually notice some deep uh, gouge marks on a couple of the steps. Uh, that's to you kind of bear a resemblance to uh, claw marks, uh, probably of trolls. Um, Dana, and you actually find um, kind of over in this where off the trail a little bit, kind of down down the beaten trail a little bit, uh, you find some of the remains of uh, a body. Anything identifying about the body or the clothing? Uh, it certainly looks like a human. I guess you guys have been here long enough that you would know Gareth. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll say you do notice. Uh, <clears throat> he wore a pretty distinctive shirt, and that is present here. Oh, and there's no. enough here to tell you that Gareth didn't make it. Oh no. Is there any indication of? Uh... I don't know, a big creature or something along those lines being on the top of the tower? Something similar of the troll attack? Or is it a different thing? Uh, give me a notice check. Uh, sure. With the bird still, the bird still talking right. to me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a trick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're looking, around, you're looking around. What you've Other than what you've already seen already, um, the bird is distracting you a little bit as you're trying to like get information from it. And um, it is, it's calming down a little bit in your grip, um, but it's still just going like, don't bother me, don't bother me. Um, I, I would like to take a look for where, where the troll's path might've taken it, trying to get a sense of did the troll start here, then make its way up towards the logging camp or, did the troll go somewhere else from here and suggest that it might be still here, not one of the ones we killed? That is going to be a survival roll. It is at a net minus three because I have fatigue. Anyone want to help out? <laughs> yes. In a survival roll? Yeah, on a I mean, survival I'm, I can, yeah, walk down to you guys and help. I don't I, if I, if I fail the roll, it will be a minus one, right? If you critically fail, it will be a minus oh, one. Okay, good. If to you know. just rate soft fail, nothing happens. Okay. Do it. What's the worst that can how, happen? How are you going to try and support? Oh yeah, that makes sense to explain. And no, I mean I will just. Well, you rolled on train, so it seems like you actually tried to help track. Uh yeah, using my support. keen keen eye. Uh, or kin smell, maybe to choose like kin knows to try to gather information that way, maybe. Okay. Trolls are stinky. It's true. And how's Torlin gonna help? 
Well, trolls, if it's a troll indeed, then they tend to be pretty careless moving through the underbrush. So just looking for marks on trees and, uh, yeah. You think that it climbed up that tower, Truco? Did it, could I... it even have fit? Troll is yeah, trying this... to remember back to the trolls that they fought if they would reasonably have been able to even climb up a ladder. I mean, was the ladder sturdy looking? Oh, yeah, that definitely. is a good so, question. Give me a notice roll, Torlin. I didn't know that trolls could climb ladders. I'll spend that. It's a three and a three and, merp, merp. and a ten. Three and a three and a ten. <laughs> um, that's four from Truco, so that's a total of plus three to Dana. All right. That'll wash out my penalty and even give me a little extra. Actually, no, that just completely washes out all my penalties, which means I have a five. Okay, you're looking around here, um, and from what you can tell, um, it seems like a uh, you you find some kind of like dog-like footprints, which reminds you of those troll hounds, mm -hmm. um, and the tracks of at least one, possibly two trolls. It certainly does seem like they came up to the promontory to the watchtower and then turned around and went back after... Um, after uh, feasting on Gareth. All right, so it, it does look like they moved on back inland towards the loggers. Yeah, that, from what you can see, it definitely seems like they probably hit here first and then mm -hmm. went and encountered the loggers. So as as Torlin is uh, and Truco, you know, are, are pointing these things out, I just, you know, I share my conclusions with them and say, uh, better try to, well, we'd best get Gareth back to be buried. Don't let the parrots see him. He might be distraught. Here, I've got some uh, pistachios in my pocket. Why don't you try feeding them, Truco? You, do you think he may like it? Uh, uh, I think so. All right. I mean, he's a key witness in this scene, so we need to. Braxis Red would well. never let a witness leave the scene. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Bad trolls. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to. Uh... I'm gonna climb, uh, climb back up the, the watchtower, get a blanket from the hammock to wrap up Gareth in, and uh, let's let's get that poor guy home. Okay, um, you bring him back to Rickety's. Um, <clears throat> by the evening time comes, Rickety is uh, though sad and disappointed. He is uh, grateful that you brought back his body. He knocks off uh, another two hundred gold. Also. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to play my adventure card before we get too much further, in, uh, since we have brought back some uh, some boar for a big meal for the village, plus recovered poor Gareth's body. I am going to play the uh, Renown adventure card. Uh, play after completing a good deed of some import. Everyone who contributed receives a point of conviction. If not using conviction, they refresh their bennies instead. Sadly for you guys, we are using conviction, so you won't get your Benny stack back this uh, this round. But uh, conviction, maybe ahead. not, because I have a feeling conviction caps out. Um, I'll, I'll take that at the break. I'll look up. I think conviction may cap out at just one point of conviction. If okay. it does, I'll give you. I'll refresh the Bennies because you were all involved with that. Awesome, uh, thank so you. So I'll take a look at that at the break. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you come back. Um. <clears throat> 
dinner is mostly kind of being cleaned up, but you all are served uh, dinner as well. Um, you know, some of the folks are asking you, Torlin, for a tale of what happened with the trolls um, and taking out the trolls. Uh, if you have any interest in that. Uh, Torlin, you know, he's got uh, Truco with the parrot with him and uh, he'll just point to the parrot and have the parrot speak on his behalf. Aww. He doesn't want to deal with all this right now. Okay. Truco's probably like trying to find a cage for the parrot we to have it. Dana sees Torlin Why away? Don't bother me. <laughs> Dana sees Torlin uh, turning down the chance to tell a story which, which she knows is very unusual and just comes and, and sits beside him and leans up against him but doesn't say anything. Um, <clears throat> the uh, guys does kind of seek you out, Dana, and he goes, um, you know, anyone who's <clears throat> anyone who's not a friend of Rika Mok, Mika Rockface is certainly a friend of mine. Um, I will not be. I did not intend to come here. I would have respected Rickety's uh, the way he does business. It is quite vitally important. Um, no one will know the truth of your vessel, rightfully acquired, which kind of, you know, does a little hand flare too. And he um, goes, in fact, I would like to offer up, uh, when the vessel is rechristened, might I be the one uh, doing the rechristening? Uh, you can give me a common knowledge mean? check. Yeah, what does that mean in your Eberron? Um, let me, yeah, let me do a common knowledge check here. That roll? I did not see a roll. I might need to refresh Foundry because it first it closed my adventure card and then it, and now my adventure card, is. my character sheet, and now it's not rolling. So let me just get back in here real quick. It's I'm trying to have a moment with with Captain Guy's here and Foundry's having a moment instead. Very rude. <laughs> um, pull this back. Right, Foundry oh. needs its due. Oh, I do enough for Foundry. That's a lie. I don't do anything. Um, that's a four. Um, yeah, so... Um, you know, one of the things you know of free captains in particular, free captains and princes and those are, there's a common superstition that having a another free captain or another prince of a different principality christen a vessel is a sign of good luck. I, I smile and raise my drink and say, I'll take you up on that offer, Captain. Thank you. It's a good gesture. Excellent well. And uh, yes, no one will ever know anything from me or my crew. And speaking of curiosity you is crew. enough. My curiosity and wonders if you came here for the same services, but I also know it's none of my business, so we'll just drink to uh to a new friendship. Isn't it none of our business? I mean I'm curious to know. I mean your crew he just seems goes, pretty capable um, of. 
He just kind of shrugs and goes, I am not aware of any other business that Rickety uh, conducts. So mm, fair point. Take that what so, you will. Well, it sounds, I will take it as meaning that you and I, I don't speak for my friends, have a few more common enemies than just the Cloud Reavers. Oh. Very well then. <clears throat> well, uh, now that my crew has uh, fed themselves, we, we will depart and not uh, infringe upon your space anymore. Here, but uh, if I should see you on the on the seas, uh, it will be well met. Um, it will be well met. And should you ever find yourself in Port Verge, you can always ask after me at the Silver Eel. The bartender there will know how to find me if I'm not there. Excellent. Well. Fair, uh, oh my goodness, how does that blessing go? I can't remember. Fair winds and uh, and smooth sailing, Captain Guys, your throne. That's it. <clears throat> um, anything else for this evening piece here? And then with that, we will take our evening break then. So welcome back. Uh, Michael's had to step away for the rest of the evening. Uh, in lieu of that, we have decided we're going to end this session early for tonight and come back to it next week. Thank you all for listening. I've been Trugo playing here. Uh, Ernesto, really, but playing Trugo. And thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm Ellie, Captain Dana, as always. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Thank you again for listening to the Savage Tales of Eberron, Mortars of Larazar. Uh, hope to have, have you back next week as uh, our crew wakes up to the day of morning, the 20th of Olorun. With that, have a good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.